Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome back to Tripping Up. I'm your host, Nina Clapperton, author of the travel blog, Nina Out and About. Today, I'm speaking to another blogger who has some insane trip ups to share. I'm speaking with Agnes Simig, who is so cool. She's very much about off the beaten track destinations and exploring places that most people don't get to because there's just not a lot of information about them. After years as a tour guide, she has been to some really fascinating locations and has had a fair number of trip ups along the way. Let's dive right in. This is Agnes Simig on Tripping Up. Now boarding. Hi, Agnes. Welcome to Tripping Up. Thank you very much for hosting me. We're so excited to have you here today. I know you're an avid traveler and tour guide, but our guests don't know you very well yet. So I'd like you to tell us about how you travel and why you travel. Okay, uh, so as you mentioned, uh, I'm a tour guide, which means uh, I'm also traveling with groups. Uh, I'm doing organized trips. Uh, I'm from Hungary uh, originally, and I work with Hungarian groups abroad. Uh, in the beginning, I started to do European trips, but lately I'm uh, more specializing uh, outside Europe, uh, Middle East, Israel, Iran, and also Southeast Asia, M- Malaysia, and Singapore. Um, mm. These are the main destinations, and India. India is one of my favorite, uh, by the way. Um, when I have free time, I'm quite crazy uh, because most tour guides like having a rest home and not traveling but uh, then I like discovering myself as well it's a little bit different Uh, it's also fun to have these organized tours but uh, when I'm on my own then I'm a backpacker uh, honestly I'm quite spontaneous and I like off the beaten track destinations Uh, I like traveling also as a solo female Uh, I started in Oman I went to Iran alone Uh, I was in Senegal in Africa so so it's a little bit yeah, more interesting than the general destinations. Um, I travel also with my husband, but always um, I like uh, backpacking, um, mm-hmm. like simple accommodation, using public transport. And uh, I like uh, the interaction with the locals to really get to know the culture. It's important for me. 
That's so true. Yeah. Locals are, they change everything with the trip, honestly. Uh, I think so that, um, Honestly, the, to see an attraction, a world famous attraction, is less important for me uh, than living uh, the life, the local life, and to learn about how they are, how they are thinking. And these are the most memorable ex- uh, experiences. It's of course it's good to know, for example, or good to see uh, the Taj Mahal in India. I wouldn't say I have seen like twenty times. Uh, and I'm always impressed, but, uh, but there are some other experiences which, uh, which you can only get when you are traveling alone and you let yourself get into even tough situations. Yeah, which is, I mean, what this podcast is about, that like things can go awry and they can be the best parts of your trips. Yeah, and I'm sure too. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I'm sure with all of your adventures that you have picked up a pretty weird souvenir that we would love if you would share with us. Uh, yeah, um, a souvenir. Um, I'm not the person who is really collecting souvenirs because um, I don't know. I, I focus on experiences. But uh, when I was in India, then I saw that uh, people were selling on the street a bunch of uh, branches. And uh, and I didn't know what's that. So as my, I asked my colleague and uh, he said, it's like a local toothbrush. Uh, is the neem trees branch uh, which they sell and uh, and some people still use that. Uh, you can't see that in every part of India, uh, but for example in Mumbai there are a lot of neem trees. Uh, the neem tree is actually um, very beneficial and they use it in uh, Ayurvedic uh, therapies. Uh, but I never saw the branch. It looks like nothing. Like you go out, you see a tree, and then the branch of the tree. <laughs> uh, and they start to pile a little bit, uh, the end, the top, and then they uh, just start to use like a toothbrush. Uh, they brush their teeth, they brush their uh, tongue as well. Uh, so when somebody is going to India and sees something like that, then think about it, that uh, it's actually very good and uh, it makes the teeth uh, very right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same time, so maybe better than the, the toothpaste. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever used yours as a toothbrush or is it just decorative? Uh, actually, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe the bit with my toothpaste, uh, uh, but it was something interesting. So I, I came back home with a bunch of these uh, uh, toothbrushes from India and then I gave us a souvenir to my friends who were like, okay, that's very generous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then I explained what was that, and then of course it was fun. And then uh, it's oh wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, then they stop thinking that you're just cheap and picked up a bunch of twigs at the airport yeah. or something. <laughs> that's cheap. <laughs> it's very cheap. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I cannot wait to hear your tripping up story. If you would share it with us, please. Yeah. Um... I had also um, stories, of course, as uh, solo travel, but now I would share something when I was a tour guide. Um, I can say that uh, I lived a lot of things. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm famous for that. My colleagues know that there's always something happening to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we were in India, and uh, if you have been to India, I don't know. No, I haven't uh, yet. No, I haven't yet. Okay. Uh, anything can happen there. Uh, this is really a crazy country uh, and you should never be surprised. There's always something new that never happened before. Uh, So 
the first thing that usually tourists visit is the so-called Golden Triangle. Um, it's like uh, Delhi, Agra, and Jaipur cities. They form mm -hmm. a triangle, so it's called the Golden Triangle. Is the most touristic, uh, the first thing to start with in India. So I do that very often. Um, so we were in um, Agra, where the Taj Mahal is. We visited Taj Mahal, and after that, we were about to continue our journey to Jaipur. It's uh, the famous pink city in India. But between the big cities in India, uh, there is a highway connection uh, and only the highway. Uh, there is nothing else. So uh, when we were just uh, on the highway, then suddenly we saw a barricade. And what happened, uh, then completely the, the traffic stopped. Uh, we saw that the trains even stopped and, uh, and then we learned what happened exactly. Um, there were rebels uh, and they completely blocked the highway and we didn't know how to continue. Uh, the reason I just want to quickly summarize uh, why was this re uh, rebel actually, it's about the caste system. Uh, there were Jat people uh, who were rebelling because they were not satisfied about their position in the caste system. Uh, you have to know, or you've probably heard about the untouchables. They are really the lowest part of the Indian society, but the Indian government is now supporting them. Uh, the government gives them quotes in the schools, at the place of works, um, so supports them. These jobs, they don't belong to the untouchables, but they are still very poor. So they were actually um, uh, doing all that to protest against their high situation. They want to belong to the untouchables because then they get more quotes, they get more benefits. Uh, the caste system is still um, uh, very, very strong in India. It's enrooted in the society and, um, and it's also very interesting and unique to India. So uh, they block the hybrid, there is no other way. Uh, but we said, okay, we have a tool also, we have a responsibility, so we have to continue. We have no time to waste. So we still tried to leave the highway and to take uh, some countryside roads, secondary roads, which in India, well, nobody knows them. <laughs> mm. um, but we had to try, we had no other choice. Sometimes it was so narrow. I really, I was so scared that something will happen. And then we were so close to the houses in the villages. And then there was a, tra a traffic opposite as well. And really there was hardly any space. And we are with a big bus. <laughs> Uh, finally, we got back to the highway uh, and we thought that we are happy, we can be happy because we avoided the barricade. No, there was another one in front of us. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and then it was already evening, so there was no way to get to the Jaipur city and we got stuck in a smaller place in a hotel with several other tourists. <laughs> Um, what to do? What happens tomorrow? Because uh, I contacted the embassy and they said, you know, it's a third world country. Anything can happen. Uh, we don't know. The police um, uh, police is quite weak and the situation is not under control. So actually they, <laughs> they didn't know anything and uh, there was nothing to My do. goodness. Yeah. Uh, finally, we decided to uh, depart early morning the day after because we heard, we got a tip. Uh, that the rebels removed the barricades early morning. They went to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> five o'clock in the morning, I, uh, I woke up everybody in my group and I said, okay, quickly, everybody dress up, bring the luggages, we leave, we try to continue. Yeah. And it was very, very good decision. 
and uh, we pass by all the barricades. It's true. Uh, if we start later and we don't get this step, we really get stuck for days in that hotel. But in this way, uh, we managed to get struggle. But the day before, when we left this highway, it was a really bad quality road that we used. It, it's not really good for the bus. So the yeah. bus broke down <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, what happens um, like in Europe or anywhere else in a Western country when something like that happens at five o'clock in the morning? I think nothing. You can do nothing. You have to wait until the garage mm -hmm. opens and then uh, maybe they have to order spare parts, whatever takes days. But India is problematic. But here I learned that the solution is also easier. Uh, because uh, it was five o'clock in the morning, we just saw a bus um, along the road and uh, we went to the house next to that and uh, we knocked on the door and there was a woman opening the door and uh, she said that the bus belongs to her husband. So we asked the husband <laughs> if, if he could uh, take us <laughs> to the next city. Uh, so he could, it was a very Indian style bus. So quite dirty, quite small seats, uh, no space for the luggages. So we packed up every, uh, everything in the middle of the bus between the seats. And I don't know from where there was a small coffee, five o'clock in the morning, there were people coming, gathering around our bus and starting to help to pack oh the luggages God. from one bus to the other and even serving tea for us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's also uh, tells a lot about India, this story, because, uh, yeah, there are problems more often than anywhere else, but the solution also comes uh, easier. As I told you, what would you do in another, <laughs> I don't know, mm. developed country is not so, not so easy, but Indians still can also fix a lot of things with their hands and... Uh, and um, also more flexible. So we could continue with this bus. Uh, we managed to get to Jaipur. We didn't lose that much time in this way. And our old bus got repaired by afternoon. I don't know how they were yeah. so fast. It's amazing. Um, so that was the story, I think, that, uh, <laughs> that was really memorable. Well, I think it's like, it's so interesting too, that like you said, like I, I was trying to think in North America, like I blew a tire on the highway in Ottawa, Canada recently. And it took me, I think two hours sitting on the highway for someone to come and just change the tire that was in the back. Cause it was a rental car. So I had to get uh, the Canadian version of triple A to come get me, but like two hours just to change a tire. You guys like completely read it everything <laughs> all at once. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. In the darkness at five o'clock in the morning uh, and then people were coming out of the blue, I don't know from where. Yeah. And us. So they are very helpful, uh, the Indians. And um, yeah, anything can happen. Uh, after that, I think uh, it's all this took three days and some tourists really got stuck for days. Uh, wow. They couldn't continue, so we were lucky also at the same time because you know it's a responsibility as a tour guide. We have a short program, and we don't we we can't waste three days. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll get like the people that accidentally get annoyed at you because they're trying to figure out who to be mad at, and then they take it out on the poor tour guide rather than like <laughs> the situation who they should be upset at. 
Well, uh, yeah, there is some truth in that, of course, uh, but uh, this situation of uh, everybody uh, must understand and um, as the ambassador also said, or um, there's nothing you can do. If you go to such country, you have to know that things, uh, things are working differently and it's not really under control all the time and you have to adjust. So um, it's true, it's true. But usually it doesn't happen every time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that it was a one-time thing uh, and we managed to solve it very well. Well, yeah, I mean, vehicle failures can happen anywhere. Um, my tripping up story for this episode uh, is, is similarly about a vehicle failure. So um, I visited family that I had never met before in Serbia a number of years ago. Um, and I was staying with my cousin in the city in Belgrade, but we were going to go out to Klisura, which is like a smaller kind of town outside of the city. It's more of a country village. And it's about like I think an hour outside the city. It's not very far. So she, we waited till she got off work and then we were going to drive and go out there. And her car had been doing some weird stuff leading up to this. That like we'd had to turn it on like maybe twice to get it going or something. And it was a new car. So it was weird that it was doing anything odd. Um, and so at this one point we're like trying to leave Belgrade and we're going down a hill that's pretty much vertical and halfway down the hill her car just stalls and just stops the engine is no longer working nothing is happening it's dead and it had gas it had like everything was like we sat there and we and we're two young women now on the streets of serbia um, not really sure what to do with ourselves. And she's from there at least, so she speaks the language, but we're, neither of us have ever encountered this before where a car just dies, also dies going downhill because usually you'd think it would die going uphill or something. Um, <laughs> And there's a gas station just at the bottom of the hill. And luckily, some very nice gentleman notices our plight, leaves the gas station and comes up to see us with his car and tells us, put it in neutral and we'll push it into the gas station, all three of us together. So we're technically, this, is, this hill is a lead into a highway as well. I should have mentioned that. So cars are rushing past us and there's the three of us, like she and I are not dressed to be pushing a car. He seems to be a mechanic of some sort. So he's prepared for this, but, um, she puts me in the front in the driver's seat and says like, okay, you steer while he and I push. And she's much smaller than I am. Like, I, I don't know, I'm five ten. She, I think she was like five, five and the tiniest little girl. So I was like, are you sure? Should I baby take that spot it's your car like you can drive it and she's like no no no, I got this and oh my god she did the two of them like dragged us down this hill to the gas station got us like parked in the corner he looked into the car to figure out what was wrong and managed to get it started enough that we could leave drive it back uphill we weren't allowed to park or stop at all until we got to the mechanic a new mechanic that she usually used but it was, and then we had to call her parents who were waiting for us in Clisera and say like, we can't come today because everything broke. <laughs> so luckily, like we ended up getting there by that afternoon. Um, I think her uncle. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Her brother came and got us and we were able to get there and her car was fixed in the end. We still don't really understand what was wrong with it, but... I will never forget having to be part of a team of three people pushing a car along um, a highway on-ramp in Serbia. I think it's really great that uh, that you you get help when, when you are mm-hmm. abroad, you don't know anybody. And I think uh, sometimes in your own country, uh, you can expect less help uh, yes. than in a completely different country. And then uh, it's also a wonderful experience. And if you, uh, let me tell me, I also have a similar story of this uh, car uh, breaking down. I was in Morocco and also the road quality. um, That time we were renting a car uh, to go around. It's quite practical in Morocco, uh, Mm -hmm. but the road quality is quite bad. So uh, our tire just just went down and uh, (laughs) I was not worried at all. Uh, because it, it's actually <laughs> it's very funny. We arrived at the at the city, and I was with my husband, and uh, he looked very worried because you could hear the tire already, like uh, there was a hole. Yeah. And, and then I, I thought, okay, now it's done. Now it happened. Let's go sighting. <laughs> and he was like, how can you go sighting when when we don't know what to do with the tire? I don't know how to change. And I just thought, you know. Uh, we are in Morocco. The, the the quality of the road is bad. I'm sure I go to somebody here. Uh, I ask a man, and he will definitely know how to change it in two minutes. So I'm not worried at all. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what happened. Uh, they are ready for that. Yeah, maybe in a very developed, comfortable world, uh, we we lack the skills. It's not mm-hmm. so obvious that we know how to do that. 
<laughs> what in, in in such countries uh, they have to cope with that every day it's not like it happens to us like once in five years yeah uh, they have it every day almost and it's so basic for them that there is nothing to worry about <laughs> well exactly and you're so right it's very much like a different skill set that they do have to have and I think it's it's also like just shows the community effort of it where here, like, yeah, if your car breaks down, you take it to the mechanic there, you like rally your neighbors to come help you. And maybe you do have to take it to the mechanic in the end, but if it's something small, it's kind of that like group knowledge being put to the work where like someone will know how to do something because you just need to, you need to know how to do things. You need to be prepared for any situation. And you're right. I've been to Morocco and those streets are horrific <laughs> um especially like oh god they're so winding and i think the streets right around marrakesh can like kind of be okay but like i went to fez and casablanca and i i was pretty sure i was going to bounce clean out the roof of that car at some points <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah that is still beautiful uh it is uh, and, and yeah and also people are very helpful so there is nothing to worry about and uh, if, if anybody is thinking about going to such country then uh, because what happens if something happens then i would say that uh maybe you can expect uh, more help than you think yeah than at home so don't be afraid um yeah so in general uh indians also very helpful and fix things in no time like Oh, my mobile uh, <clears throat> got a lot of water and it was not working. Uh, we were playing Holi. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about the festival called Holi. It's oh, a yes. festival. And they throw uh, colors on each other with water, without water. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's so cool. I participated. So my phone <laughs> uh, just uh, broke uh, because it, it uh, got soaked. Uh, what to do? Um, fixing a mobile? I don't know. Nowadays here, they may say, no, we don't fix because it costs more than buying a new one. Okay. Uh, in India, <laughs> I just asked our driver, if you have a free time and if you find a place, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, because I'm working, I don't have time uh, to have it fixed, then, then I would really appreciate it. <laughs> And then uh, we did a tour, we came back to the bus and he was giving me the phone and it's fixed. I said, really? I said, how much <laughs> it cost? It was like $3. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so See, solutions you- come too quickly in India. <clears throat> yeah, like these are the... These are the good points. And this is why uh, we we're going to go into our next section, which I think is so important, is that travel has triumphs that help us get over those little hiccups and trip ups that we get into, because there's a reason we all love it and we wouldn't do it if it was all the bad. So I'd love it if you would share with us your travel triumph and the reason that you like keep going and love travel. Uh, yeah, triumph. Uh, I think if we talk about triumph, it t- starts with a problem <laughs> yeah, that in yes. the end will come <laughs> up as uh, uh, comes up as a success. Um, it's again then. Uh, no, we stay in India. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was an extraordinary situation uh, f- uh, four years ago, uh, two thousand six. Uh, the Prime mm-hmm. Minister of India. Uh, decided to ban 
two banknotes, uh, the 500 and the 1,000 uh, rupees banknotes. These are the most common. You have to know mm -hmm. that. Otherwise, there is like tiny 50, 100. That's it. The most commonly used are the 500 and the 1,000. Um, he announced it on TV at 10 o'clock in the evening that from tomorrow, nobody can use them. We will revoke and we will issue new banknotes. It will be a 2,000 banknote. Um, okay, but nothing was very well planned. Nobody knew before. And I just arrived and we had a three weeks tour. I changed a lot of money for entrance fees, everything. So I was like thousands of dollars in my pocket which were of no value from the day after. Oh, no. and, and it was like, no, no, nobody could be prepared. Why did he do that? Actually, uh, he wanted to fight against the corruption in India because uh, many people had uh, a lot of money at home. Uh, they, from wherever sources, whatever sources, uh, instead of putting into the bank, um, it wasn't taxed, it was a black money. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, okay, um, if you bring your money from home to the bank, uh, then we will levy a tax of 20% on that. Uh, so it's good for everybody. Uh, they can keep their money, they don't lose, and also the government gets some income. If they don't uh, take it to the bank, then it's an invalid banknote. Yeah, oh and goodness. so actually uh, it was a very smart decision, I think, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, the, but uh, the country was really unprepared. Uh, there were tourists there and then and, and, uh, they were interviewing the tourists. They said, I, we don't know, we don't have any money. We, we can't enter attractions uh, because the new money was not issued. It's not like, mm -hmm. okay, these are banned, but from tomorrow you have the new money. No, uh, for the next two days, everything was closed. Even ATMs, you couldn't use banks uh, were closed. And then, uh, so what, what What do you do? The cards are not accepted. And, and uh, it was like a real challenge every day, how we pay. I never thought I will ever get into a situation that we have money, but we can't use the money. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes um, they changed money, but for a very low exchange rate. Uh, so it was a big loss also to the daily life is it was horrible you still have to eat you still have to drink um sometimes um i also changed uh, black money uh, from somewhere who had new i have some connections in india as i'm going there regularly so my friend organized me something uh, then i was happy okay i have money for two days yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but but we had a three week tour so it not it was very very difficult really it was like a bit of survival yeah um, and even after three weeks there was no new money uh, like uh, two months uh, and imagine also in the economy, uh, people who are working in the agriculture, they have to uh, buy things which are urgent, uh, they can't postpone, and, 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 and it was really unplanned, uh, smart decision uh, mm -hmm. to, to end corruption in India, but was not really well thought over. Mm -hmm. And there were like uh, funny stories, funny videos appearing on the Indian TV that people uh, they're using the 500 rupees banknote as a, as a Kleenex. 
<laughs> because it is completely useless. Oh, <laughs> or, or there were robberies. Uh, some people like uh, uh, robbed some houses, and then they robbed everything except the money because it's <laughs> it has no value anymore. Um, yeah. So in the end, so we went through all the attractions. Uh, we could enter everywhere. In between, also the regulation changed. Uh, um yeah i changed money black or sometimes we could manage it with credit card when it was possible sometimes they made exceptions for tourists at specific sites but you didn't know what will happen the day after mm-hmm. and uh, one more thing they uh, then they introduced that they issue now the new banknotes but a limited amount every day per person and this amount was like really like per day, which is not much. Yeah. (laughs) And even for locals. And and, and (laughs) to get as much as possible, the Indian family sent every family member to the bank to stand in the queue because they gave the new money per person. (laughs) So the grandma (laughs) was standing there, the grandpa was standing there, small and big, so that they can get as much new money as possible. (laughs) Okay, you always got to find those loopholes. I think loopholes are amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, many tourist group, they canceled their trips because they heard about the situation. They heard that it's very difficult to manage in this way. Uh, they have this limit for the new money, which is not enough uh, for many things. And, uh, and they canceled. So it was also quite harmful for the Indian economy that time. Yeah, it would have been quite challenging. And I mean, and like, I've definitely, like Canada, we got rid of the penny a number of years ago, but it was a useless currency anyway. I mean, nothing, the, the penny did nothing for us. It was one cent. It, I, I, I still don't know why we got, like why we even had it as long as we did. But um, we've continued to have an issue where prices still have like pennies on them. So it'll be like something is, um, oh, looks like you're cutting out a bit. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, I hear you. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. So Canada got rid of pennies, which is like one cent. And I don't know why it took us so long to get rid of them, but even like we got rid of them seven years ago now. So, but you'll still go to a store and the price tag will still say like one ninety-seven. but you can't, we only have five cents now. So you can't pay that two cents. It doesn't exist. And so what they've done for seven years is just round up or round down and just like try to figure it out. But it's so frustrating that no one's gotten rid of it because like we we don't have a penny to use it. So like my bank account has like the last digit is like two cents in it. And that two cents is useless. And I don't know why it's in there because I'll never get to use it because cents don't exist. (laughs) But it's just so funny that like, even in a developed country, they can forget parts of the rollout and like how they, they like they'll do one thing and then forget what they should do next yeah uh we had the same in hungary by the way that uh, <laughs> we don't have any more we, we use foreign uh it's our currency mm-hmm. uh we don't have any more one and two but the prices are given like that so we also yeah. round up or down <laughs> like <laughs> you have to do yourself and then you give uh, five more or one two less <laughs> yeah like that's that's the one good thing is that recently the machines have started telling you if it's like if you're gonna have to round up or down because for a long time there was a lot of debate for like 
I think seven, eight cents, like, which do we go up or do we go down? Which one do we do? And I was like, oh my goodness, like we, we all went to school. We should all have been able to figure this out. And that's like from, from kindergarten and first grade. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I find like those little things are always kind of fun to experience when you travel. And like, especially like you said, cause you triumphed through it and you overcame the confusion of it all. And we're able to kind of survive the lack of money. Yeah, yeah, you are right. And uh, when you s- solve problems, and there are problems when you travel, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but in the end, when you uh, can can solve everything, then uh, then you can be satisfied, and and uh, mm-hmm. it gives you the strength and the motivation to continue. And the more problems you solve, actually, I think the more more. Uh, you become more brave to go to other destinations, maybe a bit less touristic, maybe really uh, less developed because, you know, okay, I handle there. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you have to go through steps. You shouldn't start like in India as a solo traveler. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't recommend, Uh, but uh, slowly, slowly, then, then you know that everything is manageable. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that's so true. And, and it really does, it builds your confidence because like problem solving around your home, you always have backups of someone else could help you. Someone else could deal with it. But yeah, when you're alone in the world, even on a tour in the world, you're still kind of like that group is alone in that area and you have got to like come together and figure out what to do. And it really does empower you. And it makes you feel like so intelligent and so cool. Like you're so proud of yourself after where you're like, yeah, I did that. Even if it's something small, it's always like, I don't know, I could probably like save the world in Toronto and I would feel less impressed than like, I don't know, when I figure out my way home when I'm lost on the subway in Amsterdam or something. Yeah, because you are forced to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, you are alone and, and you have to figure out how, how you do things. And uh, it can be tiring, yeah. I think uh, sometimes, uh, okay, now I what to do and uh, would be good to have somebody around. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I also believe in that when you are alone, then um, there is also fate in that. I'm always lucky <laughs> somehow. <Yeah. laughs> when I need somebody to do uh, to be there or, or something then uh, then then it comes <laughs> yeah I, I love that and this has been such a lovely chat with you and I think it was fated that you were going to be on the podcast with all of your amazing stories so thank <laughs> you so much Agnes we've loved having you on tripping up thank you very much for the invitation <laughs> attention passengers we've now reached our destination we hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day Wow, I'm still stressed about the idea of money just like not being worth anything and having to try and figure that out. So I am so impressed with Agnes and her ability to handle that and overcome it and not be like most travelers who would cancel and bail because I definitely would have been that kind of a traveler um, or calling my travel insurance crying. If you want to hear more from Agnes, check out her website, voiceofguides.com. Her blog is really interesting where it shares the perspective of a tour guide and travel writer who's going to all these amazing off the off the beaten path destinations. I really love her posts about India because I've always wanted to go there, have yet to visit, and don't really know a lot about it. In particular, you should check out her post, Why India is a Love or Hate Thing, where she talks about people's different opinions on visiting and how 
the culture shock can really make it hard for people to understand just how amazing the, the country is. If you'd like more from me as well, check out my website, ninaoutandabout.ca. I've got a lot of amazing content on there, including some other travel horror stories you may never have heard of and that may make you never want to travel again <laughs> because they don't have a lovely comedy focus to go with them. I hope you guys are having an amazing fall and we'll be back soon with another amazing episode of Tripping Up. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.